If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Strictly Sports. Joined here with Steve Cashin. We're going to do our cent- uh, our West pod today, previewing the NL and AL West. Uh, so, like we said at the beginning of the last pod, the shitty teams we're not going to talk about. By Mariners, by Pirates, they're not really going to be talked about today. Uh, but we're going to, and not Rockies either. Probably not the Giants too much. So we're just going to focus on those main five six teams in there that are really going to contend. Uh, we had last pod. Steve had Donaldson win an MVP, Twins win in the Central. I agree with him. White Sox at two, uh, and then we ha- and I have the White Sox making the playoffs. But we'll have our bracket in tomorrow's pod. I have the Reds in one. Steve's got the Cubs in uh, uh, in one, and then uh, we swap those in the NL Central. So now we're moving to the NL West and AL West. I think we're both going to agree, Dodgers for sure number one, shortened season or not. You can't beat that lineup. You know, Bellinger, Muncie, Seager. Mookie Betts, uh, I think I said Muncie already, Jock Peterson. Now with the DH, you can either DH A.J. Pollock or Chris Taylor. This lineup for the Dodgers, you're not going to beat it. Yeah, yeah. In the, in, especially in the regular season, they uh, they play very comfortable. Really not much to lose there. Too much power, star power especially, to, to get beat in, in, on any given night. You're not. You're gonna run to play a perfect game. You're gonna pitch. You're gonna really have to dial it in. Give up one or two runs, which you're not holding this Dodgers lineup to two, three runs in a game. So you know the Dodgers really just wait you out. They're like the Yankees. You can only hold the fort down for so long, six, seven innings, and then the doors just kind of blow off, and they just wait you out. They wait for one mistake, and they then they just take advantage and go. That's why. They're going to be one of the better teams they have been in the past two or three years, making World Series appearances, not being able to get it done. They're kind of like my Tampa Lightning in the uh, in the playoffs, I should say, and can't yeah. get the job done. A little, uh, little shot there, but this yeah, the team's South gonna be, Rangers. Yeah, they're gonna, they're going to be right at the top. I got them at 37, 38 wins in this uh, 60 game stretch. So they could be more they could get to 40 that'd be a pretty impressive uh feat there but this team top to bottom just you can't you can't go wrong with it yeah and then you know Kershaw Bueller at the top now David this this has more world series ramifications than anything no David Price so yeah they got a great one-two punch Kershaw and Bueller but Alex Wood Julio Urias maybe Dustin May their prospect David Price getting out of there, that's a big deal for the playoffs. Yeah, it was 4th of July, I think, when he announced it. You texted me, you were like, David Price is done. And I'm like, what are you, what, yeah. what? Like, that kind of that kind of took me by storm. Because that was the last guy I thought would would take the back seat. Obviously, you know, I said, I, I get it. Why players want to back out and not play. It's for their safety. They have families and stuff. Um, but to get traded to L.A., if I was an L.A. fan, I'd be kind of mad. I'd, I'd you got a great deal. You got Mookie Betts and David Price. You're thinking, 
wow, this is the year we're going to really get it done. We have the pitching staff. You, how are you going to beat us? You know, we added Mookie Betts to an already stacked lineup that can score almost 10 runs a night, almost, it seems like. And now you lose David Price, who can really dial it in. For the left-handed side, you add, you'd have Kershaw in, uh, in Price, one, two, with lefties there going. And you have Bueller coming in right behind him. That in, in a playoff series, if you have three really solid pitchers, you're, it's going to be tough to win a seven-game series. Keep in mind, the first series is a five-game set. Now it changed the whole dynamic in a five-game series. Now you have one, two. Now you have some question marks. So big hit there for Price not to be uh, playing this season. I actually think Bueller's better than Kershaw, to be completely honest yeah. with you. I, I think, I mean, 10.6 Ks per nine, under a home run per nine, uh, 301 FIP, which is really interesting. And I remember making this comparison on the other pods, but – Kershaw's FIP is 386, uh, which is the exact same as James Paxton. I'm not comparing Kershaw to James Paxton, but maybe Kershaw's not Cy Young Kershaw from a few years ago. 303 ERA is fantastic, but the advanced stats kind of to maybe he's not. But Bueller's solid. I mean, I'm still not, you know, I'm not going to slam Kershaw. I'd still take him every day, but, you know, he's not as good as he used to be. So I still think Dodgers, they're the favorite in the NL. But, yeah, I mean, you take away in a five-game series when you have to win three games, they could very well have just went 3-0. Now you're risking, okay, maybe we've got to go to four, maybe five games, putting Bueller or Kershaw twice in a five-game series, leaving them out for the first game of a CS. It changes everything. Yeah, that's why uh, it's going to be surprising. I'll unveil my I'll unveil my playoff bracket. I'll break it down on our last pod here. But no way, you don't have Dodgers making the World Series. You seem to be setting that up. I, it could be teeing it up. Who knows? We, I, you, oh, you, my reasoning here. But see, what you just said it sets it up with David Price. Price not being in that in that rotation just changed it for me. I could be wrong, but I think if you don't have that guy there, you say you have to roll out Kershaw again, and so you see Bueller again. You're rolling guys out twice in a series. Yes, it could not make a difference. It could be meaningless. Like we saw Garrett Cole face the Rays twice last last postseason. He just dominated. No, nothing happened. They just schooled us. But you know, you seeing those guys twice, it changed the dynamic. Now you go, okay, now we've seen them. We have some confidence. Maybe in that first game, you string a couple hits, get a couple runs. Now you've, you push it to four or five games, and it changes the dynamic, like you said. And then going into a CS series, if they make it out, now you, your guys are on short rest. You're really kind of rolling the dice here. So this Dodgers team, hands down, going to be one of the – they're just going to blow the doors off the whole year. I, they're going to win this division pretty handily. And – it just I I can't say enough about this Dodgers. They're like the, the, them and the Yankees are the top two tiers of this season in in this in the league. You can't there's no holes here whatsoever. Yeah, Looking at sure. pen two, that pen two is stacked. Oh yeah, I mean Jansen, Pedro Baez, Joe Kelly. Uh, now Stripling might get in that rotation if they want Urias or May in the pen to save their arms and in innings. Uh, you know Kolarek, Blake Trinan, by the way. The year before uh, 19 and 18, he was the best reliever in baseball statistically. Last year, he kind of went because he had a .78 ERA in 2018, which is unheard of. So if he can even you know, get back to a two-something or a one-something, you could be talking about him as your closer because Jansen now, 3.71 ERA from Kenley, Kenley Jansen, not great. He's not the guy he used to be either. So I think even the closer position is open for them. But yeah, Dodgers have the great pen. Uh, but now I move on to the D-backs, and this is a team that we were pretty high on. 
they're a team a lot like the Reds. The rotation's not uh, you know as good as the Reds, but Bumgarner now Mike Leake isn't there, so I got to take that out. But Bumgarner, Robbie Ray, Ray uh, Luke Weaver, Zach Gallen. If all four of those can pan out, that's pretty good. You look at that lineup, Cattell Marte, best second baseman in baseball last year. He had a 405 Woba, 150 weighted drunk created plus. That's crazy. I mean, you know, average Woba, you know, weighted drunk created plus league average is 100. He was at 150. Woba league average, 320. He's at 405. So way above league average. Now they pick up Starling Marte. No, they're not related, but he's still a great player. 23 bombs last year. Eduardo Escobar, 35 bombs, 118 ribbies. You know, Carson Kelly, really underrated catcher, by the way. Uh, Carson Kelly, they got him in the in the Cardinals trade with Weaver. Ahmed, 19 home runs as a shortstop. Calhoun, 33 bombs. Uh, David Peralta injured last year, nice contact hitter. And then Christian Walker right in the middle, 30 bombs last year at first base. They can hit, and now they get Bumgarner as an ace. They, they could really make some noise, too. Yeah, I mean, this is this lineup, one through nine, it's one of the more, they kind of not sleep, people don't sleep on it, but it's not as talked about as you'd think, as a, as a Dodgers or, you know, the top 10, the top 10 teams in the league, you don't really, I don't know, Arizona to me, I don't know if I don't watch enough MLB TV, but I just don't, you don't hear about them enough. You know, you look at Marte, Starling Marte, Ketel Marte, Escobar, Walker, I mean, guys that are you talking about Escobar with 118 RBIs, 35 knocks, 92 RBIs, and Marte leading off at 82 RBIs. So you're looking at guys that are 75 RBIs plus, guys that are batting 300, hitting 30, 30 homers plus. So this team, this offense is not it, – it's to me, looking at it, one through eight even, there's no holes there. Not there's It's not an easy no. out. You're going to really have a tough time getting these guys – to have bad at bats, to me this Arizona team, I want to see more from Bumgarner this year a little bit. I, I I would his walks are down, but I would like to see the ERA dip down a little bit back to where he was yeah. in San Francisco. And if he can do that, this team is gonna you know soar a little bit higher. And Robbie Ray, I like Leak. Then the second spot, if his ERA could dip down a little bit, uh, get the strikeout rate up just a tad and. With with Bumgarner and you've got a solid one-two dynamic there and and then from there you go Robbie Ray Weaver and Gallon, not bad and it, you have five deep so with that offense you can do some damage and you know we'll see I think this offense will really carry them this year and that's just been the theme of every team we've talked about it that that's going to really help them throughout this uh, throughout this year. Yeah, and again, uh, Mike Leake won't be there because he opted out, uh, so we don't know what they're going to do with that fifth spot. They can go any way. Um, but, you know, e- you know, the DH2, now they get to put Jake Lamb somewhere. This was a guy, young player prospect, struggled for a few years. Now they can just have him, whatever he does, it's better than a pitcher. You just brought it up. What did pitchers hit last year, uh, uh, average-wise? Uh, 131. Yeah, uh, so Jake Lamb will be better than that. He can hit bombs. Uh, DH, left-handed side, anything's better than a pitcher. So now, both of us, we love the Padres, uh, especially with a DH. Now, they did lose someone. I forget who opted out. Or no, 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 that's what happened. So they traded Franchi Cordero, uh, the center fielder to the Royals, which kind of threw us off a little bit. Not like they're losing a lot, because he probably would have hit ninth. And, uh, you know, we were mainly looking at his minor league numbers, you know, 410 Woba in the minor leagues at one point. 
Uh, now the Royals get him as a nice prospect, but you know they could still move guys around. Now I think what they're going to do, probably they're going to move Trent Grissom, nice prospect as well, to center field. Myers will probably play right field. And then I think because Josh Naylor, not the best defensive player, he's a little bit of a stocky, uh, I don't want to say chubby guy, but you know not as in shape as other guys. They'll probably DH him and put Profar at second base. So they're not missing a lot offensively. Um, but when you look at those first three, Tatis, superstar. He's a top five shortstop already, and he played 84 games. Uh, Tommy Pham, you know him from the Rays, solid hitter, works the count, power, uh, great hitter. And Manny Machado, he's not going to be the guy he was last year. He's an absolute superstar, adjusting leagues. I think he's going to come back, absolutely dominate. The only problem with me is Eric Cosmer really is not that good anymore. Yeah, he had 22 home runs, 99 RBIs, but he's below league average offensively for the last two years in advanced stats. So I think eventually Trent Grissom's probably going to end up cleaning up. I think he has more power potential. Um, and, you know, you're going to see Hosmer dip in that lineup. The big thing for the Padres, though, is their pitching. Chris Paddock, Zach Davies, Denilson Lamette, Joey Lachesi, Garrett Richards, and maybe Cal Quantrill in there, Mackenzie Gore, number five prospect. Even if some guys fail in this rotation, they have like two or three backup plans. And that pen we talked about might end up being the best in baseball. Emilio Pagan, Drew Pomeranz, Kirby Yates, one of the best seven, eight, nines in the game. And now they pick up Tim Hill from the Royals, who was also really good last year in that trade. Craig Stammen, Matt Strom. There's no holes in this pen, no holes in this rotation. They don't even need that offense to go well when you have three guys at the top and maybe Grissom is a fourth that's going to be really good. Padres, really, they can make some noise here. I am really, really, really high on the Padres, and people have made fun of me. My friends have said, you are, you have nobody you're talking about. You're smoking crack. I'm really high on the Padres. I'm telling you, that pitching, uh, that that rotation to me, it's not, it's not flashy, but it gets the job done. All these guys are in the mid-three ERA range. And I think Paddock's going to dip that down. I think he's going to his strikeout per nine is is a nine seven nine, and his walks are down to under two. So talk about a, for a guy who, in your ace, being your ace, can be the guy. Then you have Davies. I like Lucchesi a lot. He's at a four one eight, but his FIP is a one four seven. So it's almost the same. It levels off. But I really think he's going to critique his stuff more this year. I think he's going to improve. You know, dial up his locations, and then you have Lamette right behind him. So, yeah, 13 strikeouts per nine for him. The walks just have to go down. Exactly. So people look at don't look at the advanced stats of a lot of teams. And I like how we've breaking, broken this down. And it kind of gives you a different aspect of, of how these teams are, are, are set up. So this Padres team, if people are looking at this offense thinking, well, they're not going to score enough runs. Well, I think they can get the job done with the pitching they have. And this offense isn't bad by any stretch. Like I said, Tommy Pham, Tatis, who missed some considerable time last year, only 84 games and he had 22 homers and 53 RBIs. He's going to be one in the, he's going to be a guy, a young, young stud. That's going to be like an Acuna or a Soto and going to take the, the league by storm. You got Tommy Pham, Machado MLB's really high on him. I think he's going to have a big year. Like you said, just too much there on a big contract. I think just coming to San Diego, I think the, the expectations have been really high, and now he's going to really, I think, settle in. Hosmer, 
I think he's going to have a great year as well. I, I just think this team is is going to mold together. They remind me a lot of the Rays in, in every aspect. Just They've built it up from the from the, the ground up, got the pieces in offense. They have the rotation, and the bullpen is just lights out. It got Pagan from Tampa. Really, I'm just kind of pissed about that, letting him go. But he found his home. He's with Kirby Yates there, too, also a former Ray. And, dude, like this – I don't know. This team just has everything that you need to catch fire. And they remind me a lot of the Nationals last year, a team that people aren't high on in the beginning of the year. Only a few people believe in them. And if everything goes right and they everything clicks, this team could really do some damage, like you said. No, I'm with you. I mean, you, you, I was just about to say what you said. They're, they're basically the Rays of the National League, except I think they're even better because they've got two superstars. Rays have one superstar with Meadows. So I, I think... The Padres really can make some noise here. They and, and they're in the same situation as the Rays, too. The Rays have the Yankees. The Padres have uh, the Dodgers. Yeah. Now, I think the Diamondbacks get in the way a lot because they're going to be tough to play. And, and mm-hmm. another thing that hurts them, too, they're going to have to play Houston, Angels, uh, Astro, uh, and the A's. That's they, they have some tough competition, but so do the Rays over in the East. The West and the East are really good with, with top, top competition. So it's just, you know, I'm kind of on the fence with them just because of who they're going to play. And, you know, you've got Oakland rolling in there with the same type of pieces that they have. Houston, you can't, I mean, I hate them, but their lineup's fucking great. And they've got Justin Verlander still. And, you know, you can't write them off. Even the Angels, you got Trout and Rendon rolling in there. Who knows what's going to happen? So, I, you know, I'm going to honestly, I'm going to make my decision at the, at the end of next pod on who's going to make the playoffs because... The National League is way deeper than the AL is in, team, in terms of who's going to make it. Right, They're right there for me right now. So I'm going to make my choice next pod. So we'll look at the AL West now. I think you look at Texas. Uh, as you know, I, I, I know I was higher on them in their team preview. I'm lower on them now. 60-game season, I think over 162. You could have given some of these guys that I was on the fence with offensively some time to kind of regroup. But Danny Santana... You know, he's a lot like Gio Urshela, Fluke Shella. Who knows? He came out of absolutely nowhere, 30 bombs last year. Who knows if he's going to do that again? Joey Gallo, he's either going to hit 220 and strike out 200 times, or he's going to do what he did last year. But again, he got injured last year. Who knows what's going to happen? Nick Solak, can you really count on him? Todd Frazier, mid-30s at third base. I don't know. We looked at Andrews and Odor. Advanced stats tell you. They're, they're not good, like, at all. They're well below league average. I, I don't see it offensively for Texas. I like the rotation, but they're under Cleveland for me because at least with Cleveland, you can say Lindor, Ramirez, Reyes, Santana. You look at Texas, it's like Gallo and nothing else. So Texas, I'm going to kind of rule out here. But the Angels I look at, you have Otani, Trout, Rendon, great bats in there. Rotation, though, if Otani's not going to pitch – they don't have a great starting rotation, so they're going to need everything to go right. I know they got Julio Tehran. They have Griffin Canning. They have Dylan Bundy now. By the way, Dylan Bundy was terrible with the Orioles. I don't know why people are thinking that's some great signing. He's been terrible for four or five years, so I don't get that one. They're going to need Otani to step up at the plate. They're going to need him to be the ace on the mound, which is a lot to ask. So I'm going to kind of rule out the Angels as well. I think in a short season, and I love Trout and Rendon, by the way, that it's just really tough in a 60-game season. So I'm looking at A's, Astros in that West. Uh, I think the A's have the upper hand here. I'm, I might be crazy. I might be a little biased here, 
But their their lineup is right there with them. Matt Olson, Chapman, Semyon, Loriano, uh, uh, Chris Davis, I think, is going to have a bounce-back season. Even Mark Canna's great. They have a young catcher, Sean Murphy, young second baseman, Franklin Barreto. Uh, they might platoon out there in right field with Seth Brown, one of their prospects. They also have Piscotti. There's no holes in that lineup. You look at their rotation, Manaya, Fires, uh, Jesus Lazardo, a prospect. I don't see any holes here with Oakland. Am I crazy? No, I, n- not at all. I have them. that They're my first place team in the West. And I just think because last year they – I'm looking at the standings right now because I believe the A's finished right behind uh, the Astros by a couple games. And, and if they got – if they had about one more week left of the season and they had about ten games more to play – they, and I think, they hunt, pitches, you know. Yeah, they hunt down. They end up hunting down the uh, the Astros, and I don't think it's any. I mean, in they were stealing signs apparently. So who knows? They were able to keep up with with the Astros amid all that. But you know, well, I, this A's this A's team is complete. We saw them last year go out head to head with the Rays, and unfortunately, those two teams didn't get to play a, a five five game set in the in the yeah, DS series. Nice. Would have been nice. I think that would have gone all the way out to five games. Uh, but we saw them in the wild card. Unfortunately, it was a one-game playoff, and they they got the short end of the stick there. But this team's going to be back this year. Got everyone coming back. Look at this team. And Simeon leading off, solid 33 homers, 92 RBIs. He's, he's well above league average in ways runs created plus. Matt Chapman, I'm really big on. Has a ton of power. He's kind of slept on just – you wouldn't expect a guy like that to be to be hitting 36 homers in a year. Uh, Canna and Olsen carry their weight throughout the year. Canna's uh, just kind of trekking through the year. He's he's always playing 130 plus. He's always a guy you can count on throughout the year. And Chris Davis looked for him to have a, a better year than he did last year. He struck out a lot. Um, looked for him to really take pride in his game and critique his at bats and. I think he's going to be a well, obviously shorter season, but right around twenty something homers, and and we'll see. He, he might go off again like he did the year before. And then I look at this pitching staff. Uh, Manaya missed some time last year, had shoulder surgery, and uh, early he jumped back into that wild card game after being out for so long. I kind of hurt the A's as well. I think they should have gone a different route in that game, and then him start game one if they were to win that. But fires. Montas and and Bassett. I mean, this one through four, one through five, even you can't go wrong with it. It complements that offense, and they're just they're just going to take it. I think by storm and really surprise people. Not surprise people, but people don't see Oakland overtaking Houston just because Houston has been dominant the last three four years. Yeah, and and their pen is better than Houston too. Leon Hendricks, seventy five games, eighty five innings as a reliever. That's crazy. With a 1.80 ERA, 13 strikeouts per nine, gave up 0.53 homers per nine, 124 Ks in set in 85 innings. I mean, what the hell? And then you look at Petit. He's been around forever, mid-30s. He's still dealing. Joaquin Soria's been around forever, still dealing. Uh, Diekman throws gas, sidearm, lefty, throws 98. Like uh, Lou Trevino, really good. Uh, Wendell can even, really good, almost 10 Ks per nine. Um, I've heard they might put A.J. Puck in the pen usually a starter, but with all the injuries, they're going to limit his innings. So that's another weapon out there. I don't think it's crazy. And, and now you look at Houston, and we went through this on the Houston pod, just going through their lineup. 
there's no way that these stats are going to keep going. I mean, we know they cheated. So you look at Springer. I'm not doubting that he's a 400 Woba, 156 weighted drunk created plus guy, but I don't think he's going to be that high again. The the real guys I look at are Jordan Alvarez and Yuli Gurriel. Alvarez came up from the minors, 87 games, 27 bombs. Are you kidding me? I mean that. I mean he. You don't do that again. That's not going to happen. Yuli Gurriel. You know, he was never a 30 and 100 guy at the plate. He's 36 years old. He's getting older. Now, I have Redick in this lineup. He's probably not going to play because Kyle Tucker, their prospect, 34 home runs, 97 RBIs in the minors. He's probably going to start over Redick now, now that he's older. Also, Redick was below league average at the plate last year. Um, but, I mean, I look at the Oakland lineup, one through nine, they're great. Oakland kind of ends at seven, and even through seven, I'm doubting Alvarez. I'm doubting Gurriel. I think Correa even is a little overrated. You look at his 2018, he was league average. So I don't I don't know. I, I don't know with these these Astros. I mean, what are you thinking with them offensively? Yeah, we touched on that the the first pod we did. And I don't know. I just don't know if I trust the stats just because they we don't know what they were doing behind the scenes. Were they getting signs? Well, we know they were getting signs at some point, but how true are these stats on the road? I keep using an example. I tell people all the time, the Rays and, and the Rays and Astros last year. Last year, they took them to five. And if you watch the series, if you broke it down, at home the Astros were just tearing the ball to cover. They were Rays pitching staff couldn't hold them down. They come to Tampa and they score three runs in two games. They go home to Game Five, score seven runs. So it makes no sense to me. And I'm not saying that I'm not taking away from the talent these guys have, but I'm saying what. When they're at home, they're lighting it up, but they go on the road and they're struggling mightily. So I don't know who's true and and what guys are are, are really legit. You know, Altuve he has power. You know, a guy can hit the ball, he can drive in runs, has good at bats. He's a tough out to get. He's a little shit out there, but he's he's tough to get out. Uh, Springer he has his he has his ups and downs. When he's really rolling, he can he can out he can really get a hold of one and and, and catch fire. Bregman don't like that guy either, but he's got some talent too. All these guys are have have a lot of potential at the plate, but I just don't know how true they are and what their approaches to the game are. So I look at this Astros lineup. I think you're going to see a decline. I think pitching staffs will find a way to get them out, and there are some holes there. Like Bregman will struggle at times. Springer will struggle. Can Alvarez have the same year like you said that he did last year? 87 games, 27 bombs and 78 RBIs do it again show me you can do it again and I'll believe in you all these guys too I said about the whole Astros team if you want to disprove everyone that you cheated put those numbers up again this year and let's see if you all legit if they do it again you can throw out the window and and start over and so I moved to this this uh you know pitching staff too and Verlander Grinky, McCullers is going to have a good year I think and one two three they're solid so goes hand in hand if the hitting can come can be consistent they've got the pitching as well yeah I mean you know but four five or quitty and James who knows and I like Oakland one through five better rotation wise and the pen just isn't there they lost now Joe Smith was going to be there 1.80 he opted out so they they don't even have him anymore they also lost Will Harris one of their best relievers to the Nationals so now they only have Osuna and Presley really as dominant relievers and that's it Brad Peacock, Davinsky, you know, they've been good in the past, but they're kind of up and down reliever guys. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Now, maybe they put Forrest Whitley in that rotation, one of their prospects. 
Uh, he's number 19 in baseball. Uh, so you never know there, but I think there's more holes than anything here with them. And uh, they also, by the way, they also lost Hector Rondon in that pen. So three relievers, they're gone. And now they only have two guys for an 8-9 with a rotation that, I mean, even Granky. Granky's great, but, you know, it, it, and I hate to bring this up, but his personality is a little weird. And, and there's been some reports out there that he's already been throwing some little temper tantrums about how this season's going to work. And he's a guy, he needs to be on there mentally. And I feel like if he's a little off, he's a guy, if you look at him year to year, it's kind of every other year sometimes with him. Last year was that year where he's on. But if he's off, if he's not there fully mentally 100%, he could be a problem there for them. So I think there's more question marks when you really analyze this Astros roster than you would think that there would be at face value. Yeah, they've been on such a high um, the last couple of years. And, you know, eventually you see it, it ends up coming and dipping down eventually, right? It's just law of averages. You can't be you can't be great for so long and then you don't see a little decline. So I look at the, the bullpen, like you said, this that was been one of their strong suits the last couple of years when they've made, they won the World Series and have made the playoffs. And I, now you're going to have to struggle and you're going to find some you're going to have to reel and find guys to replace, you know, your back end bullpen that when you were ahead late in games, you know, Will Harris comes in and shuts the door. Now you don't have that. You need to find a guy who can come and, you know, embrace that role, eat up some innings this year. I see the offense dipping down a little bit this year as well, too. I think the approach is going to be different. Pitching staffs are going to attack them. They're going to challenge them every get every night. And can Houston step up to the plate? Can they tackle that challenge? I don't think they will. So right now, I mean, I just have them, I had them right with the Angels. I think the Angels are going to have their finest hour. I think Joe Madden is going to have his finest hour at the Angels. People didn't give enough credit in Chicago. Everyone was like, oh, why? They fired him. They wanted him gone. He won a World Series there. I think Joe Madden's going to have his a finest, his, one of his finest coaching moments in with the Angels organization. I truly believe that. And I think the Angels will be right on, on uh, Houston's ass this year. And Oakland's going to take advantage of that. And take the first place in the crown in that crown, the division. Yeah. And by the way, Garrett Cole's gone. Yep. So you talk about that slight difference between them and Oakland. Garrett Cole is gone. That's huge. And yeah, yeah, you talked about the, the the hitters being challenged. They're going to be getting a lot of up and ins because I mean, they're going to be challenging these guys, busting them inside. Oh, Oh, sorry. I hit you with a slider. It got away from me. So there's going to be a lot of that going on. But one thing that really pissed me off, no crowds. So that whole factor about them being pressured from the crowds, getting booed, that whole mental factor, they got, they ditched it. So that, that, that pisses me off, but now you kind of have to put them at that level with everyone else that they, they won't be affected by that at least. Yeah. That's one of my bold predictions in this division. There'll be no brawls this year. There's just no reason to, there's going to be no fans. Nothing's going to, you know, and there's the, the, the dynamic of fans being there. They're booing, people are chirping. Anyway, you know, when, when guys are getting chirped, the players get pissed, and then it kind of adds another element to the game. Then pitchers are throwing inside, guy gets beamed, crowd goes nuts, and then the, the bench is clear. Unfortunately, we're not going to see that this year. You're not going to brawl in a in a fanless stadium. You know, who knows? Baseball players sometimes are crazy, and who knows? Guy tempers do flare. Someone gets drilled. We've seen it in practices before, guys fighting each other. So maybe well, we we'll see. Say, I will say, with the COVID rules, they said brawls are just not allowed. So, I mean, if they do brawl, how many suspensions are we going to see? Oh, we'll COVID see. violation. 
COVID <laughs> violation, you're done. You're gone for uh, 20 games, and we won't see. Hey, that it, that could be a strategy. Hey, let's get a let's get a, a, like a Texas team or a Seattle team, and then and fight the Astros and get them all suspended for like 20 games, and they're done. Yeah, Seattle doesn't fucking care. They they've got nothing to lose. Yeah, like, Jesus, you got they have I think their best guy is Malik Smith. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, this this uh, this West though, it's gonna be a the clash between Oakland, Houston, Angels, and LA, San Diego, Arizona. Those those six teams going head to head throughout the year. Mark this down. It's gonna be a fun division to watch. On top of the AL East, which we're covering tomorrow. But this this division is gonna be outstanding. Yeah, give me give me your order. How are the divisions facing out in both? So for the AL West, I got Oakland taking the division at 35 and 25. Second place, I got Houston at 33 and 27, and then Angels are one game behind at 32 wins and 28 losses. So that's going to be a. I, I have the Angels really going to be right there, just going to miss out. And then in the West, Dodgers are going to take it with 37 wins, San Diego in second place, and Arizona in third place by a short, uh, by two games and with 33 wins. So this, it's I got them neck and neck, and I put them so close because you can really. Flip San Diego and Arizona, and you can flip maybe um, Los Angeles uh, Angels and Houston. Who knows if if the Angels catch fire and Trout, Otani, everything clicks, they can really take second place. So, um, like I said, Joe Madden's I think has that that stigma and that charisma to really get guys to believe they can win. And Trout I think has needed that through his career. He, he, hey, I got a coach now that has really he's won a World Series. He took the Cubs there. He can take us there to the promised land, and you might not see it this year, but I think you see a trend up for the Angels. And after this season, next the next season, you get a couple pitchers, and this team will be on the upward trend with uh, with Madden there as a the skipper. Yeah, and now he's got Rendon in front of him, Otani behind him. He never has protection. Plus, they also have prospect Joe Adele. We don't know how much he'll factor in, but he's the number six prospect in baseball, so he could come in too. I also like their pen, you know, Hansel Robles, you know, a few other guys. So the Angels could really do it. So uh, I'm with you, by the way, on the predictions as well. We have the same order there, um, but it's just who are we going to have in the playoffs. So we'll reveal that in the next pod. So that'll do it for our West preview. We'll have AL NL East coming out tomorrow for Steve. I'm Jacob, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.